You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. And off and running on this Thursday, June 4th. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Whole bunch to do on this Thursday edition. Of course, you know the deal. One hour to run through it all. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN on Twitter. On Instagram, at Gordon Damer, daily poll question up and running for the day. You can vote on that moment of inspiration, of course, set up for about 530-ish. But let's start at the beginning. Today, big day for the NBA. ESPN insider Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that the NBA's Board of Governors intends to approve the league's proposal of a 22-team format to restart the season in Orlando, Florida. The conference call set up for 12.30 this afternoon. Adam Silver and the uh, league's uh, advisory committee have shared the details of the plan. Most of those details have become public already, of course. They would play at uh, Walt Disney World Resort. The plan includes 13 Western Conference teams, 9 Eastern Conference, 8 regular season games, a possible play-in tournament for the 8th seed, and all of that teams will begin training at team sites in July and advance to full training camps in Orlando later this month. Here is Adrian Bojdorowski speaking on First Take yesterday about the details, the full explanation of the NBA's return. You know, they wanted to try to include as many teams as they could uh, in Orlando in a resumption um, that, number one, allowed them to uh, put together, you know, a compelling event and give teams who, you know, based on where they were when the season stopped, you know, had a reasonable chance, a reasonable expectation to believe that they could still compete for the playoffs. And you see a cutoff at six games back in both the Eastern and Western conferences. And with that cutoff of six games, that gets you to 22 teams you know, there were other teams who wanted to participate beyond the 22 uh, who were willing to go to Orlando, even without a pathway to the playoffs, who just wanted the training camp for their young players, wanted to be able to go play the games. Teams like Atlanta, Detroit, that's not happening. And so uh, financially, certainly more lucrative for the league to have 22. And as part of the 22 uh, team format, uh, I'm told each team will play eight regular season games, and then there's a potential for a play-in for, with the eighth and ninth teams, uh, essentially a mini play-in tournament, if a team is within four games of the eighth seed after those uh, eight additional regular season games. And you know, for, for the NBA, it's you know a chance now uh, to you know resume their season in late July, uh, July 31st is the tip-off, and then October 12th, I'm told, is the last possible uh, day uh, that a Game 7 of an NBA Finals could be played. All right, so there's Woj uh, kind of giving you all the details of all the, the different aspects of the plan that look like it will uh, be approved today. 22 teams, so eight teams do not make the playoffs. Now, for the 22 teams that will eventually be inside the bubble of uh, Disney World will be governed by a set of safety protocols. Players, coaches will be allowed to golf, eat at outdoor restaurants. They will also need to maintain social distancing, which I would think 
for the NBA. This is going to be very much on the people involved to kind of police themselves because there's no way that the league itself can make sure that all these things are going on at the same time. But the NBA is planning to have uniform daily testing within the uh, the campus of uh, Disney World. And if a player tests positive for the virus, the league's intent would be to remove that player from the team to quarantine and treat the individual while continuing to test the other team members as they play on. Also, employees of the resort themselves will have to maintain similar protocols. For example, no staff will be allowed in players' rooms and hallways will be carefully managed to avoid crowding. So, I mean, this is a lot of stuff that is going to need to take place behind the scenes to kind of not only get this up and running, but to maintain it throughout the conclusion. I mean, you're talking about something that's going to go on until October 12th. This is a long stretch of time, and there will be obstacles, even the ones that have already been overcome, as it looks like this plan is going to be put in place today. There are going to be side things that happen here that we don't anticipate now, and the NBA's ability to adjust to that is, uh, you know, it's going to remain to be seen. And whether or not this is the right decision certainly feels that way right now to get life, to get sports, to get things back up and running. But we'll have to wait and see to, uh, you know, by the time we get to October 12th, whether or not this was uh, the right decision. Now, here in New York, Nets obviously are part of the playoffs, but now we, if this vote goes the way it is expected today, We'll know that the next season is officially over and they can get on to the business of the offseason, the coaching search, which we kind of touched on yesterday. The NBA draft is expected to be held uh, in late August. That is one of the uh, many topics that they will have to uh, figure out today. Zach Braziller, the New York Post, says teams with the three worst regular season records, Warriors, Cavs, Timberwolves, they're going to have the 14% chance of winning the lottery the odds remain the same uh, from last year, right? You remember when the Knicks were uh, in the lottery last year. They're in the lottery again this year. And they will be clumped with the Hawks, Pistons uh, as uh, having the next best shots. Hawks 12.5%, Pistons 105 and the Knicks at 9%. So they have the sixth best odds to uh, win the um, the draft lottery. Now, one issue that you will have playing in the bubble and this was brought up uh, yesterday that I saw, is there's not going to be a home court advantage. So some, and I don't know if this is one of the aspects that will be voted on today, I would think that this is something that we'll still have conversations about as we lead up to the resumption of the season on July 31st, but you're not going to have a home court advantage for the playoffs. So some have taken this opportunity, you know, to kind of think outside the box. You can't have fans there. That's the reason why you're playing the games in Orlando, right, to be able to control the situation. So people have kind of come up with some ideas. Well, is there any way that you can recreate a home court advantage? And sometimes in situations, there are no bad suggestions. You've heard that that, that floated before. You know, there are no bad ideas while we're trying to come up with a solution here. Uh, well, if you believe that there are no bad suggestions, I would say just hold on to your hat for a second, because actually there are. ESPN's Dave McMiniman has uh, reported that among some of the ideas being floated, now these aren't, I don't think, close to being uh, approved, but some of the ideas being floated, seven fouls for an individual player, 
an extra coaches challenge, or get ready for this one, bringing the team's actual home court, the actual hard court, the hardwood, to Orlando so that it would have more of a um, home court feel. Are people out of their minds? Can you imagine being Adam Silver? And I, Look, I don't know if these things have been brought up to him individually as of yet or if this is just stuff that's being floated out there by the individual teams. But think of all the things that he has got to focus on right now, from health protocols to keeping players safe inside the bubble, doing all these things, the testing, the workers at the resort, all these different aspects that Adam Silver has got to keep in track. Could you imagine floating? To, well, you know, the teams themselves would like to swap out the hardwoods in between games. What the hell are you talking about? Here's the deal. This year, there won't be a home court advantage. If you're one of the big time teams in either conference, the Lakers, the Bucks, whoever, there's not going to be a home court advantage. Here's the good news, though. There's not going to be a road team disadvantage, right? So if you're the home team, in games one and two, and then you go on the road for games three and four under a normal format, you're not going to have to deal with the road crowd. So while, yes, you don't get a home court advantage, you are not going to have a disadvantage for playing on the road. Man, I hope that these aren't the suggestions that are being floated actually within NBA circles. Yeah, we're going to swap out the hardwood (laughs) in between games because that will make it feel like home. Okay. So that's the latest with the NBA, and that last part is kind of dumb. But speaking of dumb, what's the latest, Gordon, with Major League Baseball? Well, according to my sources, and this is very uh, low-key, keep this under your hat, MLB and the Players Association do continue to act like idiots. And when I say act, yes, breaking news, I don't mean to, like, perform, you know, the use of the definition in a fictional role. No, I mean more like the behave in the way specified, that kind of definition. I probably should wor- use the word just behave, right? They be- they continue to behave like morons. Two sides in the same rowboat. And the falls are just up ahead. And they continue to argue, no, we should paddle to the left side of the river. No, we must paddle to the right side of the river. Meanwhile, they continue to stay right in the center of the river right as they go over the – I mean, it's amazing. Behaving like morons. Gordon, are they still behaving like morons? Yes. Yes, they are. So that's the update there. We have covered the bases of Major League Baseball for today. Don't feel like it's really necessary to play any sound. I, with all due respect to the great Jeff Passan, I don't know if we need any more audio of him saying, the clock is ticking <laughs> every single day. The clock is ticking. Yes, as it stands, ta- the, the space-time continuum has not been put on hold. So, yes, the clock does continue to tick. ESPN Baseball Insider Jeff Passan. Uh, but yesterday... Just to kind of give you the actual uh, facts. Yesterday, the league, the owners, they uh, rejected the 114-game plan and told the union they are not going to send a counterproposal. So that sounds great, right? Like, I don't know all the ins and outs of uh, dealing with a baseball collective bargaining agreement, but when you reject somebody's plan, someone's proposal, and then you say, well, we're not going to send one of our own, boy, that sounds swell, doesn't it? Doesn't that sound fantastic? So I think we've covered 
Uh, pretty much the headlines of the day, right? Oh, well, there is this, this one thing. Drew Brees. Oh, what's this Drew Brees interview that happened yesterday? Oh, well, Drew Brees conducted an interview with Yahoo Finance and was asked about what's going on in the country right now. The protests, obviously, over the uh, killing of George Floyd. And he was asked about NFL players. Obviously, he's an NFL player. Kneeling during the national anthem. That when the NFL season begins, assuming it begins on time, really, whenever it begins, there are certainly going to be players that continue to do that. I would guess with the way things feel right now, there might be more players that uh, kneel during the national anthem. And he was asked, what should the league's response be? What his reaction is? So coming up, in case you haven't already heard, we'll give you Drew Brees' comments on the subject and the reaction, which has been swift and has really come from all different corners of the globe. So, you know, I've been joking around after the show is over. My kids, you know, they wake up and they have school and stuff like that. So I've been working with my son. And my daughter at times, but my son has been working on like creative writing and writing stories or, or uh, headline, you know, not headlines, but you know, uh, the, the beginning of, uh, of, uh, of, of paragraphs and trying to catch the reader's attention. And I know headlines was yesterday, but with this Drew Brees interview that was on Yahoo Finance, I stumbled across this other article that has nothing to do with Drew Brees, but Boy, talk about grabbing someone's attention. Ready? I mean, this this might be the lead of the year for just stories in general. This is this is the way the story begins. If this doesn't grab your attention, I don't know what will. A porn star has been arrested on manslaughter charges following a man's death during a mystic ritual in which he inhaled psychedelic toad venom. Wow, that is a jammed, packed sentence. That is a lot to take in in just one simple sentence. A porn star has been arrested on manslaughter charges following a man's death during a mystic ritual in which he inhaled psychedelic toad venom. Just... Any sentence that has psychedelic toad venom in it, I feel like it just jumps up. The toad, a rare species, which is native to the Sonoran Desert, stretching from northern Mexico into California and Arizona, secretes venom containing a very powerful natural psychedelic substance known as 5-MeO-DMT. Isn't that Elon Musk's kid's name? 5-MeO-DMT? I think it is. Wow. It makes you wonder how desperately bored was the first guy who discovered that that frog had psychedelic toad venom in it. Like it had to be just somebody walking around licking toads, right? I don't know how long ago that was, but wow. That I mean, again, that is a jammed, packed sentence. The writer of it tweeted out, even I think, even a more jam-packed sentence. Spanish porn star Nacho Vidal 
who likes to advertise his aromic candles shaped like male genitalia on Twitter, has been arrested on manslaughter charges following a man's death during a mystic ritual in which he inhaled psychic toad venom. Wow. I know what I'm doing after the show is over. All right. It is a Gordon Damer show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. I uh, digress. I have gotten sidetracked because maybe I am on psychedelic toad venom. So yesterday, as we mentioned, we brought up the headlines of the day there. The NBA looks like big vote today. Looks like everything is is moving in the right direction. It looks like Major League Baseball, everything is headed in uh, the opposite of the right direction because nothing's moving. (laughs) Nothing's happening. But then we have, of course, the issue of the Saints quarterback, Drew Brees. Drew Brees was uh, having an interview with uh, Yahoo Finance yesterday, obviously talking about the, the state of the world right now, the state of the country. So one of the topics that was brought up was about NFL players kneeling, which they've been doing now since, what was that, 2016 was when um, Colin Kaepernick began kneeling during the National Anthem. So he was asked, you know, do you think more players are going to do it? What should the league's response be? What is his reaction to it? This is what Drew Brees had to say to Yahoo Finance. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better and that we are all part of the solution. Okay, so that is the complete statement from Drew Brees. And the reaction to that statement has been swift. And it has been in really all corners of the sports world. Everyone from LeBron James to uh, other NBA players, current NFL players, current teammates have spoken out about uh, or against Drew Brees' position, which, in fairness to Drew Brees, is not a change. Back in 2016, he said that while he did not agree with Colin Kaepernick's position, that he agreed with Kaepernick's right to protest well here's the thing and it it's really unavoidable if the only way we move forward is to get people to agree a hundred percent of the time well look people we're doomed new york city mayor former new york city mayor ed koch years and years ago When he was running, I think for the first time, he said, actually quite famously, look, if you agree with me on seven of the top ten issues, vote for me. If you agree on all ten, seek a psychiatrist. 
Now, I don't necessarily agree with everything that Drew Brees had to say there. But here's the thing. Not everyone is going to agree with you and everything you believe. Imagine what a world it would be if we all had to agree on everything all the time. Now, again, I don't agree with everything that Drew Brees had to say there. But at no point did Drew Brees say what he believes or how he views things is what you have to believe. He was talking about things from his point of view, his thoughts, his beliefs. And the old adage about, you know, I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Every response, well, not every response, but most responses have been against Drew Brees. Some, I guess, kind of politely disagreeing. Others much more vigorously. Some don't basically don't want Drew Brees to have any opinion outside of what their opinion is. But it's funny because every response that I've seen has given it from what their perspective is, which is their right. But it's amazing the amount of react. Well, if you don't agree, you're part of the problem. So we're not allowed to disagree with anything anymore. You're not allowed to have a dissenting point of view. You're not allowed to take a look at things from your own perspective. Everybody's perspective must be the same. Again, at no point did Drew Brees say uh, anything along the lines of anyone who disagrees with me is wrong or, or there's no other position to have. If he had said that, well, then obviously he would be 100 percent wrong. But he's not talking about it from other people or what other people should do. He's talking about it from his point of view, his feelings about things. And while I don't necessarily uh, agree with everything, I think that he absolutely has the right to have his perspective heard. He was asked a question. And believe it or not, you are allowed to have your own opinions on things. But the reaction, not from, you know, the, the most public people, although some of them are. Which was basically, hey, get lost or screw you. If you want people, if you want to convince people that your position, your viewpoint is is more correct and that they should have your opinion. I don't think you're going to convince many people by shouting them down and telling them to get lost and screw you. I think that you shouldn't raise your voice. You should, you know, improve your argument is the old line. And I'm not saying that you have to improve your argument or change your argument, but you have to continue to make your argument. But I don't think that you're going to win over many people by shouting people down and saying, well, you know what? Screw you. I hope you retire. You have. I mean, is that where we're at? Because if that's where we're at, if that's the opinion of most people that you're not allowed 
to have a differing opinion. Boy, oh boy, we, we, we are really in a bad spot. Everybody has to walk lockstep in agreement on everything. So the poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is that, uh, you know, Drew Brees attracted backlash Wednesday when he reiterated his stance that he will never agree with anyone disrespecting the flag. Will this be a problem for the Saints? That's the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Uh, I don't believe it will be. I think it is right now, and it will be for Drew Brees. Will he will have to, you know, I think mend some fences within the locker room. I'm sure there's some people that vehemently disagree with that and, and disagree with the, the perspective of disrespecting the flag. Some people might feel like the flag uh, deserves to be disrespected because the issue at hand is so important. Some people will point out that the kneeling during the national anthem is has never been uh, anti-military, although... I do think that people have continued to um, misstate one aspect of this. And they have said that this has never been about the flag. That is not true. Now, you might say that the, the, the movement, that the, the, um, the concept has moved beyond that, that that's not what it's intended for. But at the beginning, at the very beginning, Colin Kaepernick, when he decided to do this, said, quote, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. So I get that the the, the movement has moved beyond that, right, that it's not intended as a disrespecting of the flag. But to say, as some have, it has never been about the flag. That is fundamentally not true. Now, again, people are allowed to disagree. You don't have to have the same opinion as me. And at the time when Colin Kaepernick did this, I was not in, in favor. I thought that he had obviously the right to, to protest or the right to draw attention to this issue. I did not think that it was the appropriate uh, form of protest. But I would have to say that if I were in a locker room right now and and teammates who I am – about, you know, bringing together for this common cause, if they made the the point uh, and, and did so with the passion that they have publicly, that I could see how important this was to them, I probably would be uh, in favor of, of, of coming together. And if this is if this is the vitally important thing to them that they say that it is, then I probably would be in favor of, you know, as a team, having, um, you know, bridging and uh, bridging uh, people's uh, opinions and working towards a, a common goal. So my opinion would change. Drew Brees' is not. And he gave you the reason to him why he feels this way to him. At no point was he saying that you have to feel the same way. At no point was he saying that nobody should be kneeling during the national anthem? If he had said those things, well, then I think you could say he's 100% wrong. I think he's wrong on some aspects of what he said, but he is still allowed to have his opinion. And I guess the, the bigger takeaway for me is the idea that it seems like people don't believe that he is allowed to have that opinion. 
That's really, really weird. The two of them are stride for stride. They've got three lengths on Indoctrinate in third. Garoppolo is down towards the inside in fourth. And Teresa is fifth. Fauci on the outside and Prisoner on the inside as the two of them hit the quarter pole. And it is Fauci who has a head in front. Prisoner continues to battle on on the inside. Indoctrinate in third. Prisoner is prevailing here with an eighth of a mile to the finish. Fauci on the outside runs in second. Now a 16th out and Prisoner has opened up. Prisoner will win his debut going away. Prisoner took no prisoners today. One by four and a half lengths. Fauci was second. Fauci was second. There you go. The only time you've seen Fauci lately. Hey, it's the Gordon Damer Show, your moment of inspiration for this, uh, what is it, Thursday already? Wow, week is flying by. And that, of course, the call yesterday at Belmont Park as uh, Harness Racing returned to Belmont and, I guess, sports. Although I think it's kind of sports at Jace, right? I mean, like, that's not exactly uh, what we – when we're having the conversations about sports returning, it's about people returning. I mean, it's not really all that surprising that the horses were and the, the jockeys, I guess, and, may, and maybe uh, the, the the trainers are going to come up with some sort of robot jockey if this thing uh, continues to uh, play itself out this way. I mean, there's not really any concern for the horses, right? Like, if they had any concern for the horses, they wouldn't be. Uh, I mean, I think we've kind of seen that it's been pretty well documented at this point. But great to have uh, the horses back, right? Great to have the horses back. Hey, if you have a small business trying to get the word out that you're still serving the community, do us a favor. Let us know. We've had over 350 local businesses reach out. We're sharing their messages. And all you have to do, very easy, send an email to 987ESPN at gmail.com, 987ESPN gmail.com. Let us know your story, where you are, where you operate, all the deets. And uh, we'll pass the word along to our listeners. Again, that's 987ESPN at gmail.com. Like... Danino's Pizzeria and Tavern, located 524 Port Richmond Avenue in Staten Island. They are open seven days a week, starting at 11 a.m. for pickup or delivery. Call them, 718-442-9401 to place your order. You know, I've noticed something about these reeds, Brian, and you're from Staten Island. I feel like a lot of these companies, uh, you're only taking these Staten Island companies. I, I get the civic pride and all, no. but I think we got to kind of mix it around a little bit. I do, I do mix it around. All right. I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of Staten Island companies that are getting the pub, but uh, there you go. Uh, and Danino's Pizzeria and Tavern. Look, it's pizza. It's fantastic. I think that the, the big winner of the pandemic has been pizza, more so than anything else. I just eat it now. I, I've, I've had pizza, uh, I think, for now five days in a row. I, maybe I'll just continue to just, you know, that's the way I'm going to get through things is by eating pizza every single day. All right. So pizza brings us together. You know what doesn't bring us together? Drew Brees. Drew Brees' comments yesterday uh, of whether or not, uh, you know, his stance about uh, never agreeing with anybody who's uh, going to disrespect the flag. And obviously the uh, reaction to that has been swift, especially. I mean, that's a topic that is always very polarizing at any time. It might not be any more polarizing than it is right now. So the poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is will this be a problem for the Saints? I don't believe so. Uh, someone of Drew Brees's significance, I think he should be able to figure out a way to make his opinion known to his teammates while also 
allowing his teammates to have their opinion towards him, right? Take in what their point of view is and why they feel the way that they do, and he can get to state why he feels the way that he does. And and this idea that there's no other way to feel. Again, if if Drew Brees had said, well, you know, there's only one way to feel about this, or this is the I won't I won't stand for anyone feeling any different. Or if Drew Brees hadn't I don't know all the different aspects of what Drew Brees does away from the field, but Joe Horn is someone who has pointed out that his impact in the community with all races, all creeds is um is something that is felt in New Orleans. And I think the larger point is that we have to get to a point where just because you disagree with someone does not mean that you you despise that person. Whatever happened to different strokes for different folks? I mean, look, I, I get that this is a very sensitive and a very emotional topic. And Drew Brees gave his opinion on it. And you can disagree. I, I, I did not see any part where Drew Brees was saying, well, you could only feel this way. If he had said that, well, then I would say he's 100% wrong. But that's not what he said. But unfortunately, a lot of people on the other side who have disagreed, not that they've said you must agree with this 100%, but the way they're saying it and what they're saying is basically coming out and saying you must agree with this 100%. All right, let's get some phone calls involved. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. David is in the Bronx. David, first up, man, what's what's going on? Good morning. How are you? I'm good, man. What's going on? So the Drew Brees situation, I'm a, I'm a veteran. Okay. And I'll be honest with you, I get more upset. I go to sporting events. I get more upset when I see someone that doesn't remove their hat than someone who would take a knee because that's part of – the rules or the regulations when it comes to the national anthem and the flag. You know, you, you should take your hat off. Uh, you know, if you burn the flag, if you step on the flag, if you drop the flag, all of that's disrespectful. But, you know, someone that doesn't uh, uh, st- stand still during the national anthem, if they still sell a concession, when they do the national anthem and, and the flag is being raised, everything comes to a standstill. So if you're going to be upset, because someone takes a knee, are you getting upset at the same person that doesn't remove their hat? Are you getting upset because people are still moving around and buying beer and food when they should be standing still? I just, I don't get it. I don't get upset when someone takes a knee, and I'm a military guy. I'm a veteran. So, you know, again, everybody... And, Dave, and David, there are, there are a lot of, of military people who have made their opinions known that they feel exactly the same way as you. But I, I, would, I would just simply ask you if someone feels the opposite of that, um, like Drew Brees does, are you vehemently opposed to, to him feeling that way? No, I disagree, but I don't... Right. Oppose. Okay, that's fair. And the reason, Look. And the, re- the reason being is... That's your freedom. That's, you know, we are in America. That's, that's, you fought for our, we fought for people's freedoms, and part of that freedom is to say what you want, freedom of speech, and that's what Drew Brees is doing, like you've said um, numerous times this morning. You can, you can have difference of opinions. You just don't have to agree with it, and it is what it is. Maybe we want to open people's eyes. 
to different point of views and get them to understand uh, different angles. But no, I, I, he, he's able to say what he wants. I just don't agree with it. And the comment that he made about his his grandfather's being in the military and stuff like that. Listen, they were in the military during a time frame where uh, African Americans and minorities dealt with racism openly, and this is in the military. So you know it. It's just, it's a, it is a touchy situation. You are going to have a lot of people looking at it differently, but you are free to speak whatever you want and feel however you want to feel. And, and David, thanks for the call, man. Uh, look, uh, it's not as if he said, uh, I think that when people are listening to what he said about, you know, his grandfathers, that's just his, what he is feeling in that moment. He, and he's not, I don't think, discounting what anyone else is feeling in that moment. So as David said, right, the 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 African uh, African American members of the military during that same time when um Drew Brees's grandfathers were serving in the military, I don't remember what what uh, branches they served in, but that they were dealing with ra- racism at that time. Yes, I don't think that Drew Brees is saying that to be that to be discounted in any way. He's just simply talking about his his own experience, his his own family. And uh, is not trying to tell you, well, you shouldn't feel any other way. Obviously, if other people feel differently, they're allowed to have that opinion. And if Drew Brees comes out at some point down the road and says, well, you know, you should not be feeling that way or you shouldn't be allowed to have that opinion. Well, then then he would be 100 percent wrong. And I don't really even have a, 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 a real problem with anything that anyone is saying uh, in disagreement with Breeze, it's more about the tone that they're setting uh, and the, the tone that they're using of outrage that he would have a dissenting opinion. To me, that is it, it's very, very troubling that, that people feel like they could have uh, the ability to just shout you down and that you should change your opinion because they will shout you down. That, to me, is uh, is, is pretty troubling. All right, uh, let's go out to uh, Dominic in Manhattan. Dominic, go, my man. Hey, good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, I just want to say you hit it right on the head. Um, I hate that we're in a time where if you're not agreeing with the majority of people, like, you know, you, you could lose your job. And I, and I appreciate you taking that stance. I just hope that you don't lose your job later on in, in the day for saying what you're saying. Uh, people don't realize, if you look back, once coronavirus hit, Drew Brees was the first person in New Orleans to step up and donate $5 million for for meals for families in need. Hurricane Sandy donated a million. I tried looking back to see what he did for Hurricane Katrina, and I can only imagine it was probably a ton of money that the guy donated. Um, and just to bring up another point was the announcer in um, in Sacramento that got Grant fired for, uh, yeah. for, for saying, you know, like he didn't come out and say, you know, that he hates black people, you know, which would be a terrible yeah, statement but, to say. Right. But, you know, but to, to come out, to lose your job for, for just for saying that, like, I, I can't believe we're at that point in this country where, you know, you don't, if you don't, you have freedom of speech, but if you're saying the wrong, if you're saying what everybody else is not saying, you're a villain, you're, you're, you're looked at as a, as a demon, you're, you're a racist, and it's just, it's terrible that we've come to that point where, you know, like you could lose your job for saying something like, 
like that. I mean, that that was just terrible. Yeah, I'm well, Dominic, it's, it seems like, and I don't know all the ins and outs of it, and thanks for the call, Dominic. The Grant Napier situation, it seems like there's some other things that have gone on there with him, uh, and it, it was a, it seems like a, a mutual decision to move on. Maybe it was a, a firing and it's just being presented that way. Uh, to me, that's a little bit of a different situation. All Drew Brees was 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 giving was his viewpoint of of when the when the national anthem is being played, and look at, at this point, it does feel a little bit um, a, a little bit much at times with the way that the NFL presents it and all that type of stuff. Um, but all he was giving was what he is going through, and I don't think anybody can disagree with with what he is going through. That's his experience. And other people have a different experience. And I think that the, the state of the world should be. And it was just a couple of days ago that we all have to listen. We all have to work together. We all, and then somebody comes out with an opinion that is different than someone else. Shut the hell up, you. Who the hell are you? That's a terrible statement to put, be putting out there. We're not all going to agree on everything 100% of the time. And if, if that's the goal, if that's the, the only way that we can move forward, oh, my God, then we're doomed. We're doomed. Our poll question, which is up for today, uh, is all about the Drew Brees statement yesterday and uh, how you, uh, if you feel like that is going to end up being an issue for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we're going to get through as many calls as we can here before the top of the hour, but it's probably not going to be many. So hit it and quit it. Get to your point right away. Don't ask me how I'm doing. I'm the same. And I'm assuming you are as well. All right, let's go to the phones here. Let's see. Uh, let's go to um, Jerry is in Cedar Grove. Jerry, what's going on, my man? Hey, no, Gordon. Uh, okay, I'm a Marine Corps veteran. Uh, four years ago, I I, uh, I was against the, the kneeling. Uh, I stopped. I listened. And I have no problem with them now. I think the whole situation now is being blown up with Drew Brees because of the fact of the timing and the way he said it. If he if he said this is what I do, but I understand the other side, I don't think he would get all this backlash. You know, Jerry, I'm kind of in agreement with you, and thanks for the call. You know, I was kind of against it at the time. Don't really have a problem, and, and and it's not just now. As it went along, I didn't really have a problem with it. It was, um, you know. Um, it's an important thing, and if, if, if it's obviously important to those who are um, trying to, to bring us together on an important topic. So I, I didn't have a problem as it moved along, but as it originated, uh, certainly I'd be lying to you if I said it didn't bother me at the time. But as you listen and as you, and I do agree that maybe Drew Brees certainly could have presented this in a, in a, in a softer tone. And focused on unity much more so. But again, he was asked the question about what he feels, and he gave you an opinion. And and people will bring up, well, it's selfish. Yeah, we're all we're all a little selfish, and maybe we could all afford to be a little less selfish. Maybe that's uh, one of the lessons. Hassan is in Manhattan. Hassan, what's going on, man? Yeah, how you doing? My issue with the Drew Brees statement, he definitely has his right to his opinion, but I think people are still caught up in saying that the kneeling is disrespectful when in fact if you listen to Colin Kaepernick's initial statement when questioned by reporters he never meant to disrespect the flag and in fact he asked someone who was in the military what he should do and they advised him about kneeling 
Yeah. Well, so, well Hassan, you're right. Uh, the only the only area that I would disagree with you on is that when people say it was never about the flag, his initial uh, statement was, quote, I am not going to stand up and show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people or people of color. So to say that it was never about the flag, that that's not true. But yes, it has moved beyond that. And it's not intended as a disrespect of the military it was never intended as a disrespect of the military and it has moved on from any disrespect to the flag so uh and, and originally he was sitting uh during the national anthem and that's i think what hassan was referring to that the the the, the, the opinion that that kaepernick got was that it would be more respectful to quietly kneel so there you go um eric is in manhattan eric goma man yes uh, as far as dubris is concerned Hey, he could have whatever opinion he wants, but as long as he doesn't apologize, the other side is also allowed to react to the Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. And I don't have them uh, a problem with them disagreeing. I, I do kind of have an issue with the tone of, uh, and, and maybe this is more, you know, just the social media thing of shut up and, and cancel culture and all those type of things. Uh, that is where I, ha you know, to, if you want people to come over to your side, you have to try to attack it with, with reason and not, um, emotion. And I get it. It's a very emotional thing, but you can't just attack it from an emotional point of view and, 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 and shout down people. That, that's not really the way we should be looking, uh, to move forward. All right. Uh, let's go out to, uh, Greg in East Meadow. Greg, go, my man. You know, here's the problem is Drew Brees, yes, he has the right to say what he wants to do, and I wholly support anybody's right to do anything they want to the flag. It's a symbol of this country, and this country allows you that right, so it should never be construed as disrespectful. However, when you say, I would never disrespect the flag, you are judging other people's actions, and that's a trigger, and then people yeah, don't want to hear fair. what you have to say. All right, so he's being judgmental when he says, I would never disrespect the flag. Now I'm judging you for your behavior towards the flag, and that's where I have an issue. Yeah, look, that's you know what, Greg, that's a good point. Uh, I did not think of that. Yeah, that that is it, it's it's not um, it's not right out in front, but it is a little subliminal, little message of, of you are kind of disrespecting the flag. Do we have time to take one more, Brian? Ten seconds. All right, we're done for the day. Please vote on the poll question. It's on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at Gordon Damer. We'll be back tomorrow. At 5, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.